because I mean, we've got legends of people that have built vapor carburetors that have got 100 and 200 miles per gallon. How did that? How did that happen? How how could they have done that? Two weeks later, I took that thing on a road trip, and I personally drove it 660 miles on a tank of fuel without stopping. When the best we've ever got before was 225, and I discovered that there's a number of things about the system right there, right now, that are engineered to number one force us to consume more fuel, and second, to wear our engines out faster. My phone rang, and it was this guy saying he was representing General Motors, and that he had heard about what I was doing. And he wanted to talk, so I asked him. I said, "I said, well, what are we talking about here?" And the dude leaned back in his chair. I could hear it over the phone. He said, "Well, we're going to start talking with fifty million dollars." A short time later, I got another phone call. This guy said he represented Ford. He says, "We, we want to start talking with around six hundred million. That that must have been God tickling my funny bone." And when I had that thought, I had this feeling of rightness about it. I said, "Well, then that settles it. I'm going to give it to the people." And it Welcome to Business Game Changers. I'm Sarah Westall. I have the great Ron Hatton on this show. This show is going to be dedicated in his memory. He died last year, and many of you may remember him as Gadget Man. He's the one that invented snake oil, and he called it snake oil because he thought the product was so good, which a lot of people think this product is so good, but it's so good that it's unbelievable. So he called it snake oil. And it, it is just a crazy good product, and it's perfect timing for his product right now. He died last year under really strange circumstances. Some people may remember that he got into a car, somebody hit him, a car accident, and I raised, helped raise money to, for his medical bills. But then later, he got into another car accident, and that one killed him. And he wasn't even recovered from the first one. It was really a bad situation. And people who know him well tried to get information from the different investigators and authorities, and nobody would release information on his case. So there's some question marks there. And But I, I want you to hear his story. This we did. This is the first time I interviewed him, and we did it back in 2018. So I look kind of funny when I look at myself because I'm so much better at doing lighting and all the things. And and yes, don't say that I'm a clone. There's an article out there saying that I'm a clone because I look different now. No, it's not that I look. I fix my lighting. I fix my sound. I have a different video uh, recorder. I actually even have a new hairstylist. So everything has changed. My makeup is different. But I am the same person. And uh, it is kind of funny. I feel like it's the the Hall of Fame, this clone article where someone says I'm a clone. But regardless, this is all about Ron right now. It's not about me. So please share this with people, especially if you remember Ron. He was such a great soul. He did this for humanity. And I think it's for a time like now when gas prices are so high, people can't afford to pay for gas and pay for food. His product helps you reduce the cost of gas. It reduces friction in your engine. It works better for older cars than newer cars because there's more problems with older cars. For newer cars, he always said this will keep your car new and you still will save money on gas. But people save 20% on average. There's people that have saved a lot more, especially the older cars, but you'll save some decent money on gas prices. There is a ripoff report that someone put and the person that did the ripoff report is not a customer. 
They've never been a customer. Nobody can find this person. They made things up. And it's really sad because everybody that met Ron loved Ron. He was such a great guy. He would help everyone. He would stay on the phone for an hour helping you. I remember because he was really wanted to help me and my husband get set up in one of our cars. And so we worked with them. So I just highly recommend you try this, especially if you're somebody that doesn't have very much funds and you really need your car to do better because over time you will save money. I calculated it's about two months, month and a half, and then you start saving, you're profitable on this. After Ron died, the group of employees that worked with Ron decided to carry on the torch of Ron's legacy and keep his company going. In fact, on his deathbed, they Tracy, who's the new manager of the business, was given his business, Tracy Calloway. He was working side by side with Ron, and on his deathbed, Ron gave him the business. And Tracy worked hard, got it back in line, and now they're stable again. And so it's just a perfect time to really provide this for people. So please listen to this whole show. It's just an amazing story about Ron and how he worked with these big car companies and and how they offered them hundreds of millions of dollars for this product. And it's just crazy. So listen to this. It's really a cool, cool story. I'll have the link below if you're interested in getting the product for yourself. It's a great Father's Day gift. It's a great gift for anybody that you know that may need help with buying groceries and paying for gas. So before I get into this, please go to sarahwestall.com, sign up for my newsletter. And while you're there, check out Snake Oil. It's in the shop. And also check out my other affiliates. It's how we keep this show going. Now, here is my special replay of my interview with Ron Hatton. Hi, Ron. Welcome to the show. Uh, hi, Sarah. How are you today? I'm great. I'm glad that you decided to join us. You have a really interesting deal that you're working on, and it kind of hits at the core of, you know, the the the, the oil economy, and right. and so you're not going to be that popular of a figure, but you would be with consumers, yeah. and so we're going right. to talk through this, and and let's start with why you even decided to get involved in in really reducing the or increasing the fuel efficiency of cars. Well, that's a long time ago that got started. First of all, I'm 58 right now. I've been working and learning about cars since I was seven. And I still remember to this day when it when it got started. And that was when we, I mean, I was in a, a Navy family, right? So we didn't have a lot of money. There were five boys. And uh, we had an old Rambler station wagon. And one day my dad was under the hood, you know, being a little boy. I followed him around. And I walked around the tailpipe of the car, and it just stunk to high heaven. And, you know, our cars still do today. And I asked him, I said, ooh, Daddy, what's that smell? He said, well, that's gas, son. She's running a little rich. I have to work on her, you know. And uh, that's what started that planted the seed, that we put our gasoline into the gas tank, and it spit out the tailpipe. And even today, if you go to the fueleconomy.gov website, uh, you can find an image there that details where all the energy from a gallon of gasoline goes. And it will tell you right there that as much as 62% of your fuel is – the energy from your fuel is lost in the exhaust in the form of heat. Well, your fuel is what's creating that heat. You see, so over 60% of your fuel is wasted. And if they're going to say it's 60% that bad, you know it's going to be worse. 
Is that what got you thinking about it? The fact that so much of the energy is wasted from the oil or from the gas? Exactly. Exactly. Because, the, the, because I mean, we've got legends of people that have built vapor carburetors that have got 100 and 200 miles per gallon. How did, they, how did that happen? How, how could they have done that? You say, and, and I've just always had a questioning mind. And as you were going through, one thing you said pre-show is that so much of this stuff is scams. You know, oh, all yeah. these, yeah. these I can get you better mileage and things, and so yeah. much of it is scams. Yeah. Uh, why is there so many scams out there? And why were you so interested in getting into a market that is filled with all that stuff? And, and you know, yeah. how did you tackle that? Uh, well, that actually comes back to a spiritual foundation, Sarah. I've got a deep and abiding faith in my creator. Um, there was a time where I was a $300 a day crackhead, you know, and I did a lot of bad things to a lot of good people, but God reached down, touched me and made me look at life a little bit differently. Well, I was applying my talents for uh, problem solving to the fuel, um, the fuel wasted fuel issue. And I was trying all kinds of different technology. I was into vibratory physics, micromolecular magnetic field theory, uh, just you, you name it. I was trying HHO. I was doing a lot of things. And then one day I was out at a local airport uh, for a book signing for a friend of the family. And I didn't want to be there. You know, it was my ex-girlfriend's idea. Anyway, uh, so as soon as we arrived, she got surrounded by her friends, and I saw some neat-looking airplanes. Yeah, so she turned her head away from me, and I went to the airplanes. And it turns out they have a branch of the Experimental Aircraft Association at Falcon Field in Mesa, Arizona. So I started talking to the pilots and explaining what I was doing, you know, my hobbies, their hobbies. And they said, well, you know, if you're into fuel efficiency, that's the guy you need to talk to. And they pointed at a plane that was coming in. He said he's broken his own record for fuel efficiency in flight six times. So when he landed, I started talking to him. And I went over and looked at his airplane. And, you know, when you think about efficiency in flight, when I think about it, I, I used to think about a knife blade slicing through the air so you have the least amount of resistance. But when I looked at his wingtips, there were these plastic pieces sticking straight up in the air just forward of his ailerons. And I looked at him. I'd seen the configuration before and he said, I said, I said, Gary, what, what are those? He said, those are called vortex generators. I said, well, yeah, I know that, Gary. I said, but what the hell do they do? Because I'd never thought about aerodynamics or fluid dynamics in any way. And he, uh, he said, well, what they do is they grab the air and force it down over my ailerons so I have more control of my craft. Well, when he did this rolling motion, all the bells and whistles inside my head went off, and I was given a gift of inspiration that if I could make that happen inside an engine, something good would happen. So when I thought that thought, immediately the shape of the Gadget was presented in my head. You know, so I didn't really figure this out. It was, it was a flash of inspiration that I acted on. When I got home, I was, it came with so much energy. You know, when you think a good thought, the right thought, when you come up with a solution, there is an energy associated with it that goes through your body. So when I got home, I couldn't even wait for the engine to cool off, and I pulled off the throttle body. Now, here I am. I'm in a gravel driveway on a folding plastic table using a dead man's tools, and I did the best I could to cre recreate that shape inside the throttle body on our 2000 Land Rover. Well, to make a long story short, the, I, two weeks later, I took that thing on a road trip, and I personally drove it 660 miles on a tank of fuel without stopping when the best we'd ever got before was 225. 
Wow. That made a big Yeah. So, I mean, more than triple the gas mileage. It's just, it's just freaky or close to triple anyway. How did you, after determining that, how did you come up with an idea that mm-hmm. you could then apply across all cars where people could do it themselves? I mean, because well, it seems so complicated, but it's not, right? It's not. It's beautifully simple. It's and it's in perfect harmony with the engine too. So, I mean, it's real simple. It uses simple tools. The most critical part is the shape of the bit, which I have to have custom made so that I can create the waveform. All right. But what happened was I was, you know, talking with my neighborhood friends. You know, the guy across the street. He heard about what I did. He was watching me on a lot of the different projects I was doing. And he, I actually told him about our little road trip. And he said, hey, can you do that to my wife's truck? And I said, sure, why not? So I took her throttle body off. And it was on um, uh, like a 2005 uh, Chevy pickup truck. And she went from 19 to over 25 miles to the gallon. And all I was doing was a group at the time. I, hadn't, I didn't even actually know what was going on inside the engine. Once I once I had been applying it for a year and had done maybe 100 vehicles in and around, because as soon as one person gets it, they tell their friends and family, then they call me and say, hey, can you do that for my car? So that's, that's it's just started growing very organically. But it took me over a year to figure out what was really going on inside the engine, what the groove was doing. Uh, and then when that flash of inspiration hit me, I, I started examining the various systems inside you know, that, that manage the fuel uh, combustion combustion process. And I discovered that there's a number of things about the system right there, right now, that are engineered to, number one, force us to consume more fuel, and second, to wear our engines out faster. And based on that, you know, I started doing more and more, and now I've got like 97, 98% of the engines I do get better gas mileage. They all get more power at all ranges take off goes through the roof i mean you, you've you've seen some of my videos right sarah yeah I, it, it seems like we get that with refrigerators with stoves with i mean it's programmed to fall apart at 10 years and cars are programmed to fall apart at four or five years i don't know probably yeah, not yeah, that exactly. quite long but people exactly. people have in their mind that every four or five years maybe every three years we're getting a new car depending on the money you have. If you live in Mexico where my husband was born, he's like, people just figure out how to get the cars working as long as possible. I mean, that should be our mindset. I remember growing up in the 80s and we had more that mindset. Now we have the mindset of we just have to, the throwaways, you know? Exactly. We live in a consumer-based society because that's what the powers that be want. They, They want us to work every day and take our money and put it in their pockets. I mean, look, look at it like this, if, if I may, for a moment. All right. Ford, GM, Dodge, Honda, Toyota, you know, the list goes on. There's, there's like over 100 major manufacturers of cars in the world today. All right. They're in the business of selling new cars. That's what they do. Right. And the more cars that they sell, the happier they are. So if you bought, let's say, F F-150, the Ford, all right, and it lasted you for 50 years, you'd say, damn, Ford makes a great truck, but you would not buy a new truck for that 50 years. It, it is good business, but good business undermines our, it undermines us. And so we're locked in this, this vicious system that's not good for us, but good for business. Right. Yeah. Well, when you, when you focus on making money, if money is the end result, then yeah, that's a real problem for our society. Personally, I, you know, since when, when I first came out with this, uh, I mean, I was I was investigating all kinds of things, and I was hands on, you know, doing 
all, all kinds of stuff, like I said. And I had at least a half a dozen different projects that I was uh, interfacing with other people, you know, saying, hey, this is what I'm doing. Can you give me some points? You know, let's, let's work it out together. And then my phone rang one day. I was in my shop tinkering around. Um, and uh, my phone rang, and it was this guy saying he was representing General Motors and that he had heard about what I was doing, and he wanted to talk. Well, my first question was, what technology was it he had heard about that caught his attention, you know, from my shop? So I asked him, I said, I said, well, what are we talking about here? And the dude leaned back in his chair. I could hear it over the phone. He said, well, we're going to start talking with $50 million. And I went into instantaneous shock. I mean, I started laughing like I and I couldn't control myself, really, you know. And uh, it, the dude made some rude noises that started with F and ended with you, and then hung up the phone. Was well, he was he just going to buy you out so they could shelf the the? Well, I yeah, probably because I uh, because I realized at that point that that must have been God tickling my funny bone. And when I had that thought, I had this feeling of brightness about it. I said, well, then that settles it. I'm going to give it to the people. And at that point, I made this shift over to focusing all my efforts on delivering this technology to the people. Six weeks later or so, in fact, I, the, the date's really, it's been, you know, almost 10 years ago now. So it's, I'm a little hazy on that. But a short time later, I got another phone call. This guy said he represented Ford. And uh, he's, he'd heard about what I was doing and by the, about, heard about the groove. And uh, he says, Ron Hatton, the guy that does the groove thing. And I said, well, yeah, that's, that's me. He said, well, we'd like to talk to you about your technology. I said, okay. I said, well, let's lay it out. He says, well, he says, we want to start talking with around $600 million. I, and I, by that time, I'd already made the adjustment, the shift to getting it delivered to the people of this planet because it's a vital technology. It, work, it only works on every engine. Every engine I've ever done ran better, okay, uh, at least after I learned how to do it right. Yeah. Did you even think about it for a little bit? Because it's $600 million, right? Most people would ponder it because of the money. Uh, no. Now, because once it became a God thing, Good it was no you. longer a world thing. You know, it's, it, it has never been a question. I will never sell out. Uh, it, it can't happen because it's, it's one of my core beliefs that God chose me for this because I had <laughs> you lost something there, huh? <laughs> oh, just my uh, earpiece, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, so that, but that I was different. Otherwise, you would have given it to somebody else. You know, I'm just a country boy. I'm a Kentucky hillbilly. You know, I grew up with different sense of values to make everything, you know, more efficient. Waste nothing. Okay. I mean, where I come from, the pavement for the country store, which is about five miles from the house, is paved with pop bottle tops, not black top. That's interesting. (laughs) That's really awesome, though. Yeah, so they when they break the when they get done with pull that thing off of the pop bottle machine, they take it up. Do you have a picture? Do you have a picture of it? I'll put a little picture of it. I oh, wish okay. I so cool. But no, but that's what that's what they paved the driveway with. You know, had nickel pinball machine, you know, and real pinballs, you know, instead of all the digital stuff they're doing now. But uh, anyway, so uh, so anyway, I don't know why God chose me, but He did, and that makes it a sacred mandate for me that I'm unique among people because there is nothing like this technology on the planet. I, I've had patent searches done in every patent library from here to Southeast Asia and back around the world again, okay? 
Uh, I spent three and a half years chasing a patent on this technology, and I hired the best patent attorney in Phoenix to work for me, okay? And every time I would file, you know, the initial filing came back within a couple of months as rejected for conflict with other patents. But when we examined the patents, they had absolutely nothing to do with my technology. They had nothing to do with the shape of the group, had nothing to do with the effects. And my patent attorney was like, well, what are they, where's this garbage coming from? So I would refile and refile. And each time they came back with more bullshit reasons as to why they wouldn't grant me a patent. You know, and, and my patent attorney at the end of three years was pulling his hair out when we got the final rejection. I had spent over $30,000 oh chasing a patent that shouldn't have cost 6000 Did you in three and a half years on something that shouldn't have taken three months. Did you get the patent ultimately? No. no. Yeah, they just well, wouldn't patent it. What was their was ultimate same. reason? You just technically didn't have it set up right? Or did they actually have a reason? No. What, well, their reason is in their minds. Okay, so I, I don't know their minds. I can't presume that. They okay? never gave you one. They never gave me one. They kept saying it was conflict with the patents, but there was no conflict with the patents. They that couldn't either give I you. They couldn't because they have to give you the no. patents that it conflicts with and they never could give you that. No, they gave me the patents that it conflicted with, but there was no conflict. Oh, That's yes. what I'm saying is there was, okay. they, weren't, they had nothing to do with what I was doing. I mean, some of them were cams and gears and machinery. You know, some of them were valves, oh. but none of them. None of them dealt with what I was doing. None, not one. There was nothing like it in any patent well, library. You ran right up against the New World Order and the exactly. petrodollar. Now, if I was Monsanto, I could have had a patent in 72 hours. Yeah. Okay? Well, you know, they, they might they, not they even give Monsanto a patent for this sucker, but... Yeah, or if I was Ford or GM or some $100 trillion company, I could have had it in 72 hours. Yeah, and but, then they'd shelf it, right? Exactly. See, and that's, that's what came out in the conversation with that representative from Ford. He, he, I said, I asked him, I said, well, what if you, if I sell the technology to you, what does that mean to all my customers? He said, well, fine. He said, all instances of the technology would have to come off the street. I'm like, what? Did you ask him you what know? their intention would be for it? Well, they, they flat out told me that I could never speak of it again. I could never mention it. I, I could never do anything with it. But this was a gift from God. You see, I, I had the opportunity to turn it into tremendous wealth. I mean, oh, my God, can you imagine having $400 million? I mean, most people would drop their drawers and do anything they could for that kind of money. You yeah, know, well, most people would sell out, money. which makes you a, a, a unique individual. So now, now that you didn't, what is – obviously, it hasn't turned into the type of enormous success that should based on what I'm understanding how it works, and we'll get more into that. Right. right. But what kind of obstacles have you been seeing from a marketing standpoint that is causing you to not have – for people not to be, like, clamoring for it? All right. Well, to me, the, the main thing – that causes the greatest resistance in the marketplace are the people that are hate mongers. You know, you, you've got them on your, I've seen some of the comments trolls. on your videos. I have you know, the trolls. trolls. Yeah, they're all, right. they're, most of them are paid, but other right. other ones are just people who can't believe it. You know, they have cognitive it, dissonance, but yeah. Exactly, exactly. And, and that's what I face too, because the media is what most people pay attention to. I mean, you listen to the songs out there that are popular, you watch the commercials, the YouTube videos that get 50 million hits, you know, and they're garbage. They don't do anything to make you a richer or better person. They make you smarter. It's just entertainment, but it's entertainment that dumbs you down, okay? 
So, but that's beating and conditioning the people. I mean, it is teaching them to not believe in your fellow man. But the thing is that I believe that 99.9% of the people on this planet are good-hearted people. And they want a better life. You don't want a better life for yourself? I think they could be. I think there's there's enough aware people who are – I'm a little more pessimistic. I think maybe 30, 40% of the people are are good already. And there's a much larger percentage that could be good if they became aware and weren't sucked into the system. Because I think the system causes you to be kind of a negative, nasty person. If you and, believe it. Yeah. That's my opinion. So, but Right. Well, see, the, the thing is that people are taught to hate. But we're basically creatures of love. In the Bible, it says mm-hmm. God created man to love him, that to love, you see. But what's the, what's the richest experience of our lives? Love. Exactly. You see, what, what empowers us? Faith. You see, just believing in something without having a good reason makes us gives us the ability to go on the next day. It's like, I mean, I, I've been through some tremendous hell uh, in marketing the group, okay, directly, indirectly. Okay, and we mentioned briefly about what resistance am I facing. Well, the first problem that I face is the, the good people are different from the angry ones, okay? The good people, they keep their mouths shut. They stay at home. They enjoy their lives. The the mean, nasty people, they open up their mouths and shout their discontent from the mountaintops. But we don't want to get into conflict so we don't challenge them. That's where we're making the mistake. It's time for us as a society to stand up and say, you know what? This shit is wrong, and we need to do something about it. That, I mean, I'm so passionate about that. I get, ooh, tears come to my eyes. I get so angry, okay? Because people allow this to happen by keeping their mouths shut and doing nothing. Well, I am not that kind of guy, Sarah. No. So you, you're you taking on the fact that we're purposely being, because they know, they would know how to engineer a engine when they got all these smart engineers. They figured right. it out. They can engineer an engine to give us significantly better gas mileage and to, I mean, just significantly better. I know we have alternative energy, so we could even ditch the oil. I mean, I, I, I've I've interviewed people with that. And if we actually focus resources on it, we could go to a different plane. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. But that being said, we're in what we're in and they know how to do it. And so you, they, they don't want that. And so you decided to take that on and even on Google. Now, how do you deal with like everything that you were telling me pre-show that everything comes up is like scam and, and uh, whatever. How do you deal with that? I usually just ignore it. Now there was a time where uh, and you, you'll find this. If you go to the forums and stuff that are spouting discontent about the groove, the, uh, there's there's one, I think, out there where the guy actually tried it, but then he shut his mouth and would not naysay it afterwards, okay? so But all the people that are spouting their hate and discontent, how it's impossible, how, listen, you can't do this, you, you, you're violating the third law of thermodynamics, bullshit, okay? Uh, none of them have tried it. None of them have done business with me. And, uh, you know, I've done over 3,300 vehicles. I've served over 3,000 clients. Okay, and there's not a single one that's going to stand up and say that what I do doesn't work. Excuse me, if it was a scam, a hoax, or a fraud, like if you type in Gadget Man Groove in the YouTube search bar, by the time you get to the second G in Gadget, it's already suggesting Gadget Man Groove. 
but three of the top 10 search terms are Gadget Man Groove hoax, Gadget Man Groove fraud, and Gadget Man Groove scam. I tell people, do your due diligence, but don't just stop at what they suggest you to look at, because if you do actually go look, you'll find there's not a single video on YouTube that says anything of the kind. Well, who the hell is Google? Google owns YouTube, right? I set up on Google, I set up a business listing. You know when you type in a business name and the little window pops up on the side of your screen that says this is where the business is located, these are the reviews? You know what I'm talking about, right? Okay. Well, I had that all set up, and it was working fine until I started advertising on Google. When I started advertising on Google, now they shut that down. You can't look and see all the five-star reviews I've got on oh, Google. Oh, jeez. They gone. shut it down. They won't let you. So they mess with exactly. your business. Yeah. Right. So – Huh? Now, let's get to the nuts and bolts of this thing, because okay. it if G, GM, was a Ford or GM that offered you $600 million? No, Ford offered $400 million. $400 million. Now, right. if they're going to offer $400 million, they think it works, right? Yeah, That's a pretty good testimonial. But besides that, you've done it in 3,000 different vehicles. Now, right. what kind, you have enough to have a test result and, and to, to know, you know, what you're seeing. What is the average that you're seeing somebody get? Uh, it's, it's around 37, 38% right now, according to the last calculations. But that number is continually climbing because I'm, I've picked up other things. I mean, before this show is over, I'm going to share with you, Sarah, and whoever happens to care to listen, a little trick that uh, just one single vacuum cap installed on an engine. I got a call just last Tuesday from a man I recommended to do this. And he called me up and he said, Ron, it's the best thing I ever did for my engine. He said, I'm getting 40% better gas mileage by just installing a vacuum cap. Do you mean to tell me Ford, GM, Dodge, and the rest of them people don't know that? They absolutely do. And I'm, I'm, I'll prove it to you. I'll prove it to you. Say, well, they have to know that. Okay, they, so they, now they, you're, you said that a certain percentage do not get any results, a small percentage. That's true. Now, that's why, true. why? Well, not that they don't get any results, they don't get any mileage. Why? And that, that comes down to how the fuel delivery is managed. Okay, see, I, they, they do everything with smoke and mirrors, okay? They tell you, look here, when they're actually doing their shit over here, just like a good magician does, right? He, they are a distraction. So they make you think of this when actually this is what's important. See, the one system in the car that is, is, will override everything else for determining your fuel delivery, which is your fuel efficiency, is the last thing in the engine which is in your catalytic converter. Now, we know the catalytic converter was designed to burn waste fuel, you know, the stuff that the engine could not consume, all right? Now, what the manufacturers, the EPA and the government have done is they've turned this catalytic converter into a device to force you to consume more fuel. Here's how it works, okay? The catalytic converter is a matrix of a rare metal that, uh, that when it's heated, forces the fuel to catalyze. That's the term. That's why it's called catalytic. But what it's actually doing is actually burning your fuel there to conceal the waste that the engine is creating. Okay. Now, what they do is they have to maintain that catalytic converter for it to be effective. It has to work between a certain temperature range, somewhere around 400 degrees. Now, the only thing creating heat in your system is burning fuel because there's only two things that go into your engine, air and fuel. If it's coming out the tailpipe, it's not the air. 
and say it has to be fuel. If you can smell it coming out of your tailpipe, and that means before the catalytic converter, after the catalytic converter, wherever, it is your fuel. The catalytic converter is designed to allegedly do that, but they have overdone it so that if you get all of your fuel to burn inside the engine and convert all of its energy into motive force to push the piston, get you down the road. If you get all of your fuel to burn there, you would think you would be in happy land. Uh-uh, because that means there's nothing left to create heat in the exhaust. So if you get 100% efficiency out of your engine, this circuit will force so much fuel into the engine until there is waste fuel to burn to keep I the temperature. So it's almost like it if it's if you end up getting super good efficiency, right. then the other thing kicks in and screws it up. Exactly right. It's exactly what they're doing. All right. So it basically the ones that don't get the it doesn't really work for are the ones that technically it's working the best for. Right. Like like Hondas really are the mm. ones that are, that are most problematic when it comes to giving mileage. But I, since I've made some recent discovery just this year, I'm putting together more pieces of the puzzle. You know, you know how it is. We see this, we see that, we see the other thing. Exactly. Finally, after a period of time, it just percolates and it becomes tea. All right. Well, that's what happened. I put something together this this week. Like, okay, here here's one thing that anybody can do. All right. Uh, look online. Get yourself some uh, high temp pipe insulation. It comes in in di- dimensions all up six, eight, nine, ten inches. You want it to take at least 850 degrees, and they've got a real cheap insulation, costs you like six bucks for a three-foot length that's a half-inch thick, has a vapor barrier around it. And what you're going to do is you're going to take this, you're going to open it up, it's like a clamshell, like this. It opens up like this. You clip it around your exhaust, peel a piece of adhesive off, and, and stick it together. That's all there is to it, okay? And insulate your exhaust before the catalytic converter. I've seen people get eight more miles to the gallon just by doing that, Okay. Because you're keeping the heat in the exhaust pipe. Whenever you put your hand near the exhaust, you feel heat, right? Anywhere along the length of the pipe. Well, every BTU that leaves the exhaust pipe, the computer has to make up with by delivering extra fuel. You see? So insulate your exhaust. Make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. Okay, so how do you... So that would be a way to keep it to make sure it was going to work. Are there other... um, Because if people are... What I'm understanding... If, mm-hmm. if somebody got your, your thing, they're almost sure to recoup their money and then th- just mm-hmm. almost immediately, right? And then well, yeah, make money. It's a great part. investment. It, it's, th- that's yeah. why I wanted to talk to you because I think it really helps mm-hmm. people. It really well, I mean, saves I'll, a ton of money, right? Right. And it does, it it's does, like a huge yeah. tax rebate. <laughs> you know, I mean, everybody's going to get a $2,000 tax rebate if you do this. But you, you know, people people holler at me all the time, say, well, the government wants us to get better mileage. Really? The gov- federal government took in $143 billion last year in, in taxes on fuel cells alone. Now, has the government ever taken less money from you? Well, that, yeah, I mean, they get a lot less taxes if this was really <laughs> – there's I, a lot I, of – you're going against a lot of big money makers here, and, I, and I, they don't like that. Well, with this technology, I can reduce the nation's demand, the entire nation's demand for gasoline by 25 to 60 percent, minimum of 25 percent. And I can do it overnight because I can teach you how I can teach you how to do it, Sarah, in two hours. Well, now, how how much money is an average person saving a year on gas? 
Oh, this this is variable. It's like the wind. I mean, it's all over the place. Well, Some different people, cars yeah. get different gas mileage and stuff, right? Uh, so, okay. The, the I read I read just yesterday that the average fuel consumption as a nation now is like 22, 22 to twenty three miles per gallon. Okay. You know, did you know that the nineteen oh eight Model T got twenty five miles per gallon? Yeah, that's just crazy. The 2017 F-150 only gets 17. Well, we're still on old chemotherapy drugs from 30 years ago, so I guess that's not all that surprising. <laughs> heaven forbid we should eliminate the chemicals and eat healthy food. I mean, heaven forbid we should look at our engines and say, wait a minute, how are they using this to control our society? Because that's what they're doing. They're stealing your money. You can't feed the economy with money you're putting into the gas tank. Okay, you so... Can't yeah, exactly. You can't. Okay, so now, if somebody got, how much does it cost? Five? I don't remember. Yeah, about five hundred. Okay, right, right, about, right. about five, and it varies depending on the car you got and what you exactly need. No, no, I've simplified it, so it's about five hundred dollars. Okay, and and if what do you do for people that they end up being that percentage that which is a small part? Almost everybody gets gets their money back plus a ton right. more. I mean, it right. ends up being. But there are a small percentage, and you're a person of God, and you 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 care about people. What do you do? Do you help them insulate their pipe? You're doing all these things yeah. to try to get them Absolutely. so that it does work. I, I personally will not rest until somebody sees twenty five percent increase. You see, the, the thing okay. is, Sarah, that that it all comes down to one chemical process, and that is vaporizing your fuel. Okay, that's if you don't vaporize your fuel, it can't mix with the oxygen. If it does not mix with the oxygen, it cannot burn. You, you see, so what they've done is they've manipulated our fuel chemistry and added larger molecule hydrocarbons to the mix that have to absorb more BTUs before they can change state. That does not happen until in the exhaust in a normal system. Okay, with my system, it's the opposite. Okay, all of the fuel is rendered into vapor state, or pretty close to it, as far as I can I can figure in the combustion chamber. So the, and that's prior to the point of ignition, so there's more there to mix with the fuel, to mix with the oxygen so it can burn when the spark plug goes off, okay? Now, there's a number of things that are stealing the life of your engine. See, now we're, we're gonna talk for just a second here about the, what benefits do the people get that do not get mileage, okay? Because this is really good for an engine, all right? Is blow-by which is the uh, the unburned fuel that pushes past the rings and goes in and pollutes your oil, okay? And come, that's what the PCB system is alleged to uh, to remove, okay? The blow-by gases are reduced because there's no more liquid fuel slipping past the rings, okay? Uh, so your oil lasts longer. Uh, also, the PCB system is stealing your engine life because it's the way it works. I'll explain that in a little bit. But that system alone is stealing probably 80% of your engine life. So your engine is going to last longer. You see, you get throttle response, goes through the roof. I mean, you touch the gas pedal, it jumps like a freaking grasshopper. You're, my, oh, husband, my husband uh, is going to love you. He, he, he likes car and driver. He, uh, his dad used to have a mechanic shop just on the side because they were all interested right. in it. And all the boys just right. worked in it. Right. He's going to love you. But keep mm -hmm. going. <laughs> right. I'm not, I, okay. I, I only love you because, not that 
because I like well, the idea of helping people and saving money I mean, and all the other stuff. But, Sarah, what's not to love? But, <laughs> but I got to be honest. I just like the, the car to work and I like to feel yeah, good in it and save money. But he, yeah. once you start talking about the throttle yeah. working better and all this engine life and all this other crap, he's going to love yeah. you. I keep well, going. You know, the, the funny thing is that women uh, overall, I mean, looking at, at the cross section, like I said, I've done business with over 3,000 people. Looking at it as just overall, women like this modification better than men. Because women got the wrong idea. They think that this is a man's world. <laughs> no, ask any man. They'll tell you. No, women rule the wrist. <laughs> okay. Well, women so, like but, the savings. They like, I want shit to work for less money. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? For less money. Okay. But here's the thing. Okay. Women, uh, taken as a rule, you know, and you're, you're a possible exception to that, is that they're short on power. Okay, so when you give them more power, they get all excited. Okay, like when a man says you you are my queen and he means it, man, that just you gotta feel good about that, right? So, but the, the thing, same thing happens with the car. I mean, I've had so I've been pro propositioned so many times after doing a woman doing a woman's car. I can't tell you. Okay, I mean it's just ridiculous, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's the best. Pick up line is getting their uh, little gadget man in their car. <laughs> That's hilarious. Keep going. Yeah, I, had, I had one lady. Now, I, was, I taught a, a four-foot-tall, a holistic medicine lady out of California how to do this. Okay, and I did it in an afternoon at the, the Barrett-Jackson car show, actually, in Scottsdale, Arizona. That was her training ground. So I, I did, like, 15, 16 vehicles in a single day, and she did a couple. Okay. Now, she, this lady pulled in with one of the Lincoln Mark Six or Sevens, whatever the pickup truck Lincoln. You know what I'm talking about? And the bumper was up to here on this lady. Okay. And so I said, "Well, this is. I told you you're going to do the next one. This is the next one." So I literally lifted her up on the bumper, handed her the tools. She did all the work. All I did was just tell her this, do this, do this, do this. And she did the complete modification, even cutting the groove and reinstalling. She did the whole thing, nuts to bolts, right? Uh, and then a lady took it out for a test drive. And when she came back, this is a Hispanic lady, she came back, she was she opened up the door and she was absolutely lost all the color in her face. I mean, she was white-faced. Her eyes were about that big around. She said, oh, my God. And she was shaking. She said, oh, my God, that's too much power. I said, really, really too much? Are you? I said, are you okay? She said, that's too much power. I said, well, you know, I can put it back the way it was if you want me to. And she's, oh, no, no, no. I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> she just had to get used to it. Yeah. And see, that's one of the things that the people that don't get mileage really respond to. See, I, I've had 100% satisfaction guarantee since day one. Okay? Oh, excellent. Okay. I've, out of over 3,300 customers, I've only had nine requests for refunds. From anybody that's tried the technique. And those nine were probably, they just didn't get the results or they were oh, just oh no. no, no, they all got the results. The you know, interesting we... thing about it is all nine of them will tell you the technology is phenomenal. All, all nine of them will. But eight of them were men who had spent the money without talking to who rules the roost. Oh, they, they spent the money without talking and then she canned it? But they're going to exactly. save more. Exactly. They couldn't yes, make but... the argument and she wasn't willing to listen. 
Yeah, so so I oh. asked each and every one. I said, okay, well, you know, I'll give you your money back. I'm happy to, you know, because if you don't want it, I, you know, I, you know, the only term of my guarantee is that I return it to stock condition. That's it. Because if, if you don't, if you she don't want it. to listen. So, but I asked each and every one of them. I said, well, okay, how's your vehicle run? Oh my God, they all said basically the same thing. Ron, it's never ran better. I'm very happy with it, but the wife. Okay, and each and every one, I said, well, you keep the group. Okay, I refuse to take it off because it's so good for the environment. It's good for the engines. It's good for the owners. Why would I want to invest extra labor to reverse the process? You see what I'm saying? You know, it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> so I let all eight of them keep it. The ninth one was just a liar and a cheat and a thief. He was up. Well, a you're gonna get you're gonna get something. that. Yeah. So well, we yeah, all get I mean, we all get those. <laughs> but if I find one customer of mine that's complaining, you can't do it. You, you can't do it because I, I, I live with one principle and that is do no harm, first of all. And I want to be as much service as I possibly can because I, I'm 58 years old now, Sarah. OK, I've, I've been it's been a long, hard road for me. And when I close my eyes the final time, I want to be able to smile and say, I did a damn good job. You know, what, what can be yeah, more important absolutely. Well, yeah, this so. is phenomenal. Now, how can people learn more about it? Because each buddy, everybody has different types of cars and different types of things. Right. I would think at minimum, mechanics would do it on their own cars. I mean, would think. I, every mechanic, you know, anybody that is an engineer and they can, well, they might fight with you because they think they know more than everybody else. But, right. this, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. I, I know I get my share of that too. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, but everybody gets their money back quickly and it's an amazing right. investment. Right. So right. now how do they get hold of you? Well, we have your link below and okay. have your link here. And then can you order just online? Yeah, yeah, it's a simple process. There's a buy here button or a store button. I forget what I called it, you know, but it's on the website. You can't miss it. You don't have the website link here. And and yeah. now, do they, um, will you help them through the process of installing it? I mean, how do you, because let's say you get 3,000 okay. people at once. Do you have, I mean, you can't possibly do that all at once. Do you have a lot of video well, the, explanations and stuff? Well, the, the okay, the R&R, the removal and reinstallation of the throttle body is simple. It's done like this. I, I, when I taught my wife how to do this, I asked her to pop the hood and she said, how? Okay. I asked her for a ratchet and she handed me a pair of pliers. Still, not, that having that absolute ignorance of mechanical processes and, and how to work on engines, didn't know what, which end of the screwdriver to hold on to, she did it all in 20 minutes. And that's on my website. I videotaped the whole thing so that people could see how to remove and reinstall their throttle body. So it's beautifully simple, right? I also send out installation instructions with each one, and I can do like 20 a day if I'm really put to the test. Okay, I did take a couple of us to go through that, but I, I can do 20, 30 a day. All right. So it, 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 people understand that I'm, you know, I'm just a guy. All right. Right now it's just me. So there's, you know, there's a limit to how much I can physically work. So, but they'll just, they'll just have to. But wait. not everybody's no. going to need your help. You're going to need That's only true. a smaller percentage. So at 20 right. or 30 a day, it, it, this might be a doable deal. I, yeah, I, I can do it. I mean, and, I, and, and you asked me earlier if I work with the people. All right. One thing that you will find very consistent of any commentary from people with whom I've done business is that when you do business with me, when you pick up the telephone and call me, you become a member of my family. Okay. And, and I look at family with a capital F, you know, so I, I've got, I've got 
one lady that I've been dealing, working with, you know, back and forth on her through various vehicles for seven years now. I've got another man in Eastern Washington that I've worked with for over six years. You know, he just calls me up. Hey, Ron, how you doing? You know, listen, I've got this issue going on. What can happen? And I love to help people figure out what's going on with their cars. You can find that all over Facebook. So, and you have like a forum so people can work together and figure things absolutely. out. So there's like, you right. know, insulating right. the pipes and doing because figuring out because right. this is a way to really save some serious money. Yes, yes. That's it, it, why it, it, I like it, this. It's a real way to help people right now. You know, I've seen I've seen a number of your videos, your your other shows. But have you ever touched on plasma by I, any chance? I have a show that I just I just released. It's the one right before. I mean, I just released okay. it two days ago. It's on plasma. Oh, okay. Oh, I haven't seen that. Okay, so yeah, so plasma is a unique energy form, right? It's electrical based. But how would you guys like to add plasma to your ignition system? for a cost of 50, 75 cents. You see, that's some of the stuff that's on my forms. Now I do require people to register before they can go look at my forms. Really? Because okay. I, would, I would, yeah, and there's a good reason, there's a couple well, of reasons. Well, plasma's the future of uh, that, now that is the future, but keep going. Right, I believe it is, yeah. yeah. So, so I require registration on my website, but you know, I, I'll send you like maybe once every six weeks, two months, or once, you know, maybe a week, I don't know, you know, whenever it comes up. I'll send out a message to everybody that's a registered user, but there's no mailing list unless you want to be on one. Okay. So you register on the website. And I did that to stop the spammers. That still didn't stop the spammers. So now if anybody wants to post, once they post three approved posts, then they can post and I'll approve their posts, of course, if they're not spam. Okay. But they have to physically be, be approved by supervision, by moderators and stuff. All right. Once they're approved, then they can post. Nobody checks it out. But that stopped the spammers. I mean, I'll tell you what. Uh, there was a time where you'd go to my website, to, to my forums, and you could get a hot date with a beautiful babe from the Ukraine. <laughs> when I first put my stuff on, I, I was getting... I was getting at least 5,000 spams a day, and I was up to hundreds of thousands of spams, oh, yeah. and I'm just, this is ridiculous. I just shut it down because I could, and then I did these tools that would filter them out, and I just said this was too much work, and then so I did it differently, but yeah. um, I could get it going again. But mm-hmm. gosh, I totally know what you're talking about, but get ready for trolls. Now, trolls are yeah. different because, you know, I've even had pe- trolls signing up now on my Patreon. They'll sign yeah. up for Patreon, for right. like a day or two, do some right. disparaging remarks, and then right. quit out of the Patreon. So no, there, yeah, I mean, like, like my, my Facebook reviews, everybody I've done business with gives me five stars. Every single one that's given, that I've done business with gives me five stars, period. That's it. End of story. The ones that are four stars or less, I've never even done business with. But I've got a couple there that give me one star because they didn't like a post that I put up about how to make your engine run better. <laughs> Don't I mean, You have to at least work with me to be able I, I to. I don't even charge. I don't even charge people to help them with their car. I don't charge at all. Well, you know, excellent. I okay. Technology, but that's the end of it. Okay, I charge for the group because I'm supposed to. Well, you okay? have to it's make okay money. Make I mean, come on. But you I, have to. You, I got a phone call the other day. I mean, I, I'll give you an example. Okay, I, I tell you, call me if you got something. I'll do. I'll do my best to help you, especially once you're my customer. So I got this customer. Who, who called me up, he was having car trouble at three o'clock in the morning. Oh, geez. Okay, and I answered the phone like I always do. Hi, this is Ron, just like I've been up all night long, okay? And it took me about an hour and a half to figure out what was wrong with his car, 
but we did figure it out. We did get him back on the road. It actually wound up he made a mistake when he did some work. But he it, was he broken down on the road? That's different. Yeah, so yeah, most exactly. people do not call Ron unless it's normal business hours because it's don't not Don't call fair. me. Yeah, I mean, simple time zones. <laughs> yeah, please don't. I have a hard enough time sleeping as it is. <laughs> don't call him at uh, 2 a.m. unless you're really hosed. And right, then right. that's okay. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, but yeah, I, I, I love to help people with diagnostics. I mean, some of us remember Dr. Ruth, you know, the love doctor. Okay. Now she says, use it or lose it. Well, I think of the same thing with your mind. Okay. When you stop using your mind, it goes bye-bye. I, I, I don't want to take the chance on that. So I love helping people solve problems and I do it every day. Well, you are a great person and thank you so much. I think you're bringing a lot to people. I think this is a wonderful, wonderful invention. And I just wish you so much promise and luck and everything, goodness going to you because I I think that if if people can save 1500 a year, whatever it is, Okay, I got one. I got one lady that I did her car. She saved one hundred and thirty-two dollars in the first twenty-four hours. Yeah, well, yeah, it depends I mean, on what you like. Let's say you have a, a fleet of trucks for a little construction oh, yeah. company. Yeah. I mean, those kinds of people can really save decent money. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's simple and easy to do too. I mean, it really is. I, I simple is best, you know. But Sarah, I, I promised that I would tell you something that I recommended to that one guy that had forty percent better gas mileage. Now, that's way beyond what anything I'd ever heard happened, but that was his report, okay? So I want, I want, if I may, tell you about something that is the, probably the greatest thief from the American people that has ever happened in relation to gasoline engines, and that is called the PCV system, the positive crankcase ventilation. Now, it's a vent, right? So all it needs to be is an opening. You open up a window, that's a vent. All they need is a place for the gases to go into the intake airstream, according to the EPA. But the manufacturers, what they do is they put vacuum to that system. There's two big problems with that. Number one, vacuum is a reduced pressure. At lower pressures, more of your fuel will burn, okay? That's what the GRU accomplishes, is it drops the pressure on the fuel so more of it vaporizes. So when you elevate the pressure, when you put a load on your vacuum, you're stealing some of that energy away that could be used to burn your fuel. Number one. Number two, what it does is it actually, to, to create that flow to pull those crankcase gases out, it has a supply hose that is in the intake air side after the air filter. That's pulling in outside air into your engine, okay? Now, you've heard about people getting water in their oil, haven't you? Yeah. Okay. Anything good? No. No, exactly. All right, but... We all know what rain is. We all know what humidity is. That's moisture, water in the air. So it's sucking in this outside air down through your crankcase. And when it hits your hot oil, which is flying all over the place down there, the cold air bonds with the hot oil and the moisture drops down into your crankcase. Okay, then whatever vapors are left are carried up through the other side into your engine. You want better mileage, you want more power, you want reduced emissions, you want a longer engine life, you want longer engine oil, this will do it. Remove, stop the flow through that system, just stop it. However, some people, they have um, one-piece uh, PCV valves now. What I tell people is pull the vacuum hose off of your PCV and put a vacuum cap in its spot. That's the standard way they're set up. If you have to, pull your PCV out and fill it full of JB quick. That's what I do, okay? And then just put it back in the car. You will be very pleased. Worst case scenario, hey, you know, it's a 3 or 4 or $5 part, you know, so you replace it. 
but try it for a couple of days. Watch what happens. You'll be very glad you did. Awesome. The ending tip for a great show. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you, Sarah. Right, and what do you drive, by the way? I drive a Honda Cross Tour. Okay. I, you know, you need some help with that car. I do need some help, and you're going <laughs> to give it to us. Hi, my name is Ron Hatton. I'm a bit of a renegade inventor. Uh, using an almost secret compound, I was led to create a new product that not only improves mileage, but stops oil burning and so much more. The additive I developed is so simple, so effective, and so inexpensive that it simply sounds too good to be true. Less than a tablespoon treats an entire engine in such a way that it restores worn components, making them even better than new. How is such a thing possible, you may ask? Well, the compound I selected has an affinity for metal that it bonds with the metals inside your engine at a molecular level. In so doing, coats your engines, making the surfaces almost as hard as diamonds. It ends metal-to-metal -metal contact, virtually eliminating friction. In fact, it has a friction coefficient lower than anything I've ever seen. Plus, it lasts virtually forever. There's no need to add more every time you change your oil. It even makes your oil changes last as much as four times longer. Adding only a small amount of my solution to your vehicle turns it into an amazingly efficient machine. That's why we chose the name Snake Oil, because it simply sounds too good to be true. The magic is that it is real. It is real. It is available for you, and best of all, it starts at only $29. Explore my site. Read and listen to the many heartfelt testimonials and actual stories from people just like you. You'll quickly see how my snake oil can help you and your vehicle. Then remember, smile for a stranger today. You will both be glad you did.